You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. This is Neil. I'm sitting next to Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Neil? I'm doing well. A uh, big smile on your face. Not usually the case, but uh, you seem to be beaming today. So what's going on? Uh, I think I'm just so excited to see a couple old friends. One in studio and two on Skype. We do have a full house here. Uh, Jeff is speaking about the fact that Ken and Matt are not here today. Oh, that's um, maybe why I'm smiling. That's probably why you are smiling. Uh, they actually uh, are going to a Hall & Oates Private Eyes convention, which is actually a Hall & Oates fans, but cosplaying as Private Eyes. Now I'm mad again. Yeah. I'd like to be there instead. <laughs> I, I would want to be there. I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, but one of the guests in, here in the studio uh, is Jeremy Goodson. Uh, he is a, a local friend of ours uh, who we've uh, played trivia with, uh, seen about town. Uh, Jeremy, what else can you tell us about yourself? Uh, yeah, no, I'm an IT tech by day. I host a, a trivia show on Thursday nights here in uh, the area at uh, Tipsters in North Riverside. I work for Liquid Courage, as you guys call it. Liquid Courage. Uh, you guys the all know Jason. Yeah, it is. It is the correct pronunciation. He spelled it with a K. That was his fault. Yeah, it is his fault. Yeah. Anytime we can blame Jason for something is is true. Um, well, thank you for joining us and also for uh, supporting us on Patreon. You're a Cruiserweight champion. Yeah. We appreciate it. And you wrote the game today. I did. Oh, cool. So we will, uh, we will get back to you in a second. Uh, our two special guests here are uh, folks who've been on the show a couple times. They're both uh, super fun, super entertaining and uh, and we're excited uh, to introduce them. I'll start with uh, Stacy McPeak. Uh, she is United States champion, supports us on Patreon, and one of our favorite Canadians of all time. How are you, Stacy? I'm pretty well. How are you, Neil? I'm doing well. I I love the green blazer because you're in charge, ready to go today. Yeah, that's right. Not that I just came home from work. That is not the case. You only put the blazer on to play trivia. For trivia. That's right. What's new in your world? New in my world? Um, yeah. I have a new cat. Her name is Issa. She's probably going to be in and out as we sit here because she likes sitting on my lap. And otherwise, not a hell heck of a lot. Congratulations on the new cat. Thanks. And thank you for joining us. Uh, Stacey uh, and and our next guest uh, filled in for us last minute, uh, and we appreciate it. And our next guest is uh, Triviality's official dentist, uh, Taylor Cook. How's it going, Taylor? Pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, You're in your scrubs today. I am, yes. I just got back from the clinic, I don't know, like an hour ago, and didn't feel like changing because uh, I knew I had this, so here I am. Awesome, and I heard you were terrorizing Seymour, and uh, you met Audrey too. <laughs> is that a little Shop of Horrors reference? It is, yes. <laughs> okay. uh, the reason I had to bring it up is because it was just uh, found out today that uh, Chris Evans is uh, in contractual talks to play the dentist in the film version of Little Shop of Horrors. I would see that. That sounds awesome. So, yeah, he's been campaigning for years to be in a musical, and someone finally cast him. I think he'd do well. I'd, I'd try to understudy for him, maybe, if I could. I have Chris blindness. Which one's Chris Evans? The one with America's ass. Yes. Like Team America? Not Team America. No, like Captain America. Captain America, yeah. Captain America? Okay. Thank you. Stacy and uh, Taylor here, uh, we appreciate them filling in. And Taylor, thank you to you as well for also being a, a Patreon supporter, Intercontinental Champion. Of course, yeah. Uh, Jeremy... You wrote a game for us today. Before we get to the rules, uh, you brought some sodas here. And we'll, maybe, we, maybe we'll talk about that after the first round. You can tell us what you brought. All right. We'll, we'll tease it. We'll do a little teaser here. We'll do the teaser before the, the trailer, as they do online now, which is really annoying. 
Uh, anyway, let's throw it to the rules guy and let's see us see how to play this game. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Um, so Taylor and Stacy, uh, what uh, would you like your team name to be? Uh, the Mean Green Machine Team, or MGMT. Ooh, MGMT, Mean Green Machine Team. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And Jeff, uh, what would you like to be? Isn't MGMT a band? MGMT is a band. Yeah. Well, they we just are. talked about Daft Punk the other day. We did. So uh, how about we be... Um, you could be the Punk Dafts. Punk Dafts. There you go. I like it. Thank you, Taylor. Punk Dafts. I like it. All right. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's get started. Jeremy, uh, feel free to take away. We're excited. All right. Well then, round one, fight. Ooh. Sha- or don't. Shang Tsung. Or don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question number one in the category of music for better or worse definitely worse auto-tune seems to have become a staple in the current music industry what artist is widely credited with introducing auto-tune to the public as a vocal enhancement tool back in 1998 two bonus points if you can give me the song you guys can talk we're locked in i was thinking t-pain up until um, he said 1998 he said yeah. 1998 and then yeah. i was like oh uh I thought that, okay about the same thing um 1998 uh, was a year it was um, about 22 years ago. The Spice ago. Girls broke up. I know. Okay. It was the worst year of my life. So Ricky um, Martin, was he bigger on then? But I know that's not the answer. Been. I'm just trying to get a, a general idea for... Yeah, like we're talking Ricky. It's pop, pop is at the height of its thing. Backstreet Boys right, and right, sing. Right, All of that stuff. Yeah. Um, Thong Song didn't come out till December 31st, 1999. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's, that's, that's really, really important. important I want. I don't want to know why you know that. I mean, I do want to know why you know that, but I want you to leave it as a mystery for everyone listening. I'm glad All you right. said that, Stacy. Well, I can't, I really can't think of anything. The only thing I was I was I had a re- really weird thought like about Prince for some reason because he always seemed to do weird stuff with his voice. I know I know that's a little late for him because he was doing stuff like, but I think he was doing stuff around then too. I don't. It just sounds like a weird thing he would do, but I don't know. Um, and I don't really have any other guesses or even ideas, so that was just a thought I had. But um, uh, well, I can't think of anything, so I'm fine to put in prints and just sure. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let us <laughs> go crazy. The the remix. That's the song. Sure. Okay, so you're locking with Prince. Uh, originally, we were going to put T Pain, but I think that might have been a um, misdirection. And 1998 makes me think of a song that. Uh, I was dancing to in seventh grade at a, at a, a high or high school. Geez, yeah, at a grammar school <laughs> dance, and I believe it might be Cher. Do you believe in love? Oh, oh, that is a hundred percent correct. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to make a judgment call here because oh. uh, the answer is Cher. Mm-hmm. So good job, Neil. Uh, the, song the song is just called, called Believe. Believe. Oh, that's a, you don't have to give us points. That's fine. Okay. I mean, I knew the song, but that we can be. Let's just start out the game strong. That's fine. Question number two in the category of Mama said foosball's the devil. <laughs> in the 1986 and 2006 NFL seasons, the league MVPs were two different players that both shared what initials, which was also their nicknames. Hint, neither of them were quarterbacks, which was a somewhat rare distinction. And a shout out to uh, Calvin from Footnote Trivia on that one for uh, tossing that question my way. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna um go with my first guess, which was uh I know that Ladanian Tomlinson was like really big around that time, but I don't I just can't remember if that was before or after two thousand five. And were, I, I, was he known as L T? Yeah, people called him L T. I then I, I like mean, that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That's that's like the only thing I can think of and I obvious sports is not my strong suit at all. I just remember okay. kind of watching that around that time, so I don't know. Yeah, so um, I know originally we were thinking uh, maybe it was AP uh, uh, for Adrian Peterson. I thought that was his rookie season. And I can't remember if he set some records then and had won. Uh, but then Neil had a good thought. Um, we were thinking maybe this was, uh, was it Lawrence Taylor and LaDainian Tomlinson? Both were LTs? Yeah, Lawrence Taylor. I, I mean, he was a defensive uh, player, but I think he won MVP possibly. So Yeah, yeah which is pretty rare. So uh, we ended up going with LT. 
All right. Both teams going with LT and both teams getting points. It was Lawrence Taylor and Ladanian Tomlinson or LT. Yeah, 86 nice. is a good tip off for, nice. for Taylor. Yeah. Well done, Taylor. All right. Well, then we'll go into uh, question number three. Your category is money, 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 money. Money. All right. So to show that everybody in this room, at least, is filthy rich from their illustrious podcasting career, I'm sure you all go to the bank and take out large deposits quite frequently. So tell me, if the $1,000 bills were still in circulation, which president would you find on the front of them? Yeah, we can, we can say Teddy Roosevelt. I, I don't know. Um, something is screaming to me that it's a super random president. Not random. Oh, I mean, okay. none of them are like random, random, but like something like Woodrow Wilson or something weird like okay. that. Or, or like I mean, Woodrow Wilson, Wilson is a common... Commonly the correct answer to trivia questions when you say name a president for whatever yeah, reason. Right. He visited everything first. He traveled to Europe first. Yeah. We, we, you want to you go Woodrow Wilson? I'm like, fine with it. Nowhere? Sure. Wait, I got nothing. Okay. This was as of I the time they were unofficially taken out of circulation, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, 1964 to be exact. Okay. A lot of bills actually dropped that same year. Yeah. It's the same year they switched from uh, silver to... Um, but uh, I couldn't remember. I know McKinley's on the 500 because um, I do some small coin collecting. So I, I happen to get a couple of those. Um, I know Woodrow Wilson is on like the 100,000 or something like that. Salmon Chase is on the 10,000. Um, and the ones in the middle, there's like 1,000 and 5,000. I couldn't remember. Madison's on one of them. So we ended up guessing Madison. Okay. So we have one guess for Wilson, one guess for Madison. Uh, unfortunately, no points in this one. The president of that bill would be Grover Cleveland. Uh, uh, that's the one. It's always... He was the only one non- elected to non-consecuative terms, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. It's always 20, Cleveland. Two and twenty-four. Probably more than I know, Stacy. You would probably need more presidents yeah, than I could. Yes, because uh, uh, Harrison's twenty-three. Hmm. All right, we're going into question number four. Category is that sounds about right. While it may seem oddly appropriate. What do you call a group of porcupines? Uh, I think we're good. Okay, we're locked in. Well, I mean, oddly appropriate saying it's probably something like spike or spine related, right? Yeah, or a prickle or... A prickle, like that's, that. a, that's a good one. I like that, actually. All right, we will lock in with a prickle of porcupines. We set a prickle. You both set a prickle, and you're both going to get 10 points. It is a prickle of porcupines. Now, did you know nice that, job, uh, Jeff, from the uh, porcupine version of Taxi Driver, where the main character was Travis Prickle? Yes, I okay. did. That's Jesus. exactly where I got that from. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> Not as anyway. much as I hate you. One of my favorite things about this podcast in general is just how, like, Especially in questions where Neil knows he's not going to get the one, he lets his teammate get the answer and then spends the rest of his time thinking about what he's going to turn that into a joke as. You're very perceptive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question number five in the category of Thunderbolts and Lightning, very, very frightening. Well known to Julia Roberts in one of her many movie roles, gamophobia is the fear of what? All right. So something she's afraid of in one of her roles. Yep. Just trying to go through them. I mean, in Aaron Brockovich, the water's messed up. Um, it has radiation. Notting Hill, she the paparazzi pissed her off. I don't know if it's like photographs. Um, I don't know. I I thought of maybe from the the Queen angle because that's a Queen song, but I don't. I, we don't know anything about that. So, um, storms. Sure. Yeah. I guess just based on the the category clue, uh, we yeah. thought maybe it's it's uh, storms. Yeah, on this end, we had some trouble as well. Uh, we kind of went from uh, fear of like uh, poisoned water for Aaron Brockovich or um, paparazzi, like a Notting Hill. And we just kind of settled just on a whim because she did get scared when Richard Gere closed the jewelry box that maybe she's afraid of jewelry. Um, which uh, The movie I don't think I heard anybody name at all was her fear of getting married oh, Runway. in Runway Bride. Yeah, that makes sense. I actually have heard this before. Gosh oh, darn it. I brought up the wedding planner, even though I was like, I wasn't seeing a wedding movie, but I brought up the wrong movie. And yeah, I that's, threw uh, that's J-Lo, like, J-Lo Taylor. Okay. That's I know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She pointed yeah. that out to me. And I was going to make a fear of commitment joke too, but. Well, too late. Should have. Too, too late. late. Um, so after five questions, uh, it looks like we have 30 over here at uh, whatever our team name is. I forget. The punk, the path <laughs> dunks. Punk Thank you. Punk dafts. The path dunks. I <laughs> That's really wrong. I think yeah, we have 20. All right, tight game. Let's let's keep it going because I feel like we're gonna get some points here. 
So question number six, category of Jack of all trades, master of one. Nintendo is one of the most well-known video game companies in the world, but that isn't how they got their start. What product did they manufacture and sell when the company was first started back in 1889? I can lock this in, Taylor. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. Oh, I heard this somewhere. I think it's um, it's something. Did like... they make playing cards or something yes, like that? Yes, I think it is playing cards. I think you're right. It um, it's yes. like some kind of like physical toy. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think cards. it was playing. I think it was playing cards. Let's just go with it because for some reason my gut is saying go with it. Okay. Just go with it, starring Adam Sandler. So let's just go with it. <laughs> All right, and we locked in playing cards. All right. Well, both teams getting credit. That is playing cards. Nice. Good yeah. Job, once Steve. you said it, it was like we I know. knew it. All right, question seven in the category of worldly goods. In a global market, trade or the importing and exporting of goods is always a hot topic. Of all the goods traded between countries, the most important is arguably food, since food is kind of vital to life. But of all the countries in the world, which country exports the most food? And this is by uh, dollars. I, you know, I'd be, I'd be cool with that as an answer. Um, one, because obviously you got to go with a big country and one that has yeah. the capacity to do that. So, and I think that this isn't one of those like super, op- like someone just going America or whatever. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you're yeah, cool with Brazil? With yeah. Let's, let's go with Brazil. Okay. Okay. You guys are locking in Brazil. Yes. Um, I think we were thinking it might be the United States, uh, just given that we have a pretty decent ability. I'm imagining to create like crop surpluses. Yeah. Corn, soybean, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, we figure maybe a lot of countries are vying for sustainability there's obviously countries who are going to be importing a lot more that they can't make themselves but we figure we're in a good position to uh sell off what we don't need so we guess the united states okay you guys say the usa and that is the answer uh the u.s is the largest exporter and it's debated that it is by far when you look at the list it's not even close and i believe if i still have it up i will tell you germany is the next and they're less than half of the value of what the u.s exports wow all right question number eight in war, huh? Yeah. What is it good for? Do that as white as possible. All right. Speaking of the USA, of our 45 presidents, who was the first to officially declare war? So we're, we know it's later than everyone thinks, but we can't decide how, how late. I mean, we could go with our strategy that's been not working so far, but going with Wilson. I don't know what war that is, but. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know either. No, that World he would. I, well. I don't know. I, I think that's too early based on what we were saying, though. Fair enough. Um, uh, well, yeah, we can, we can, you know, double down on Wilson if you really want to. That sounds fine with me. I have no idea. I'm sorry. I just... Just calling it before we get a... a well, if it is Wilson and we don't say it, this is going to be a really bad moment. That's true. That's true. Okay. So <laughs> we just stick to our guns. It's All funny. right. Wilson or die. It's funny you should say that because we didn't want to uh, miss an opportunity either. So we thought it could either have been Lincoln or Washington, but we went sort of in the middle. And we already said Madison once and we're incorrect. So we said, let's just go Madison again and see if we can get it. Doubling down. So both teams doubling down on their currency president. <laughs> and the team that said Madison is correct. You'll get 10 points for the War of 1812. I hope he's going to no. say is incorrect and that we <laughs> actually got it with. <laughs> I, I'm not, not even that in nowhere in no world was I saying Madison. But no, yeah, it was uh, they they declared war against Great Britain uh, for the War of 1812. That's okay. What I thought. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Wilson's uh um he, well, he did war. Well, yeah, well the Wilson's war it wasn't one that he declared war against, but he did have a great <laughs> collaboration with Phillips. If you'll just hold on for oh, a second, right, I'll get right, to right. it. Yeah. There you go. Like Captain Phillips? I'm so lost no, at what we're just, referencing just, right now. It's okay. Just hold on one more day. You'll 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 figure it out. Oh, I got it. Never mind. <laughs> it's just another bad joke from Neil in this corner. See, I thought you were referencing Charlie Wilson's War and Captain Phillips. So. Oh, there you go. The so Tom l- Hanks connection. Little Tom Hanks connection. Little Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. And Julie Roberts. There you go. There you go. All right. Let's go into question number nine. Category is man of many talents. So speaking of presidents. Which of those 45 presidents is honored in the Wrestling Hall of Fame, not WWE? Mm. I'm specifying, not WWE. So which of the 45 presidents is honored in the Wrestling Hall of Fame? It's a shame because I know the WWE one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was just going to, I have no idea, but I just figured who would be someone who would wrestle American style. So maybe like Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know. That'd be really, I mean, 
Possibly. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to get... We might as well just go with something. Because Trump is in the WWE. He's in the WWE, yeah. 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 Like whatever you'd like. I, I've got no strong feelings. Do you want Ford or Roosevelt? I like Roosevelt, but I think he was more of like a boxer. Mm. Right? Did yeah. he want to like box a kangaroo or something? Possibly. He wanted to box everyone. I, I don't know. What do you think then? Ford? We can go Ford. All right. I don't know a lot about him. I don't either. All right. <laughs> we are locked in over here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're, we're locked in as well. Uh, okay, uh, we'll just start real quick. So we didn't know. We just figured this sounds like something Teddy Roosevelt would have done. But then we thought, no, it seemed too easy. Jeff had mentioned that he was like boxing kangaroos and starting, you know, park districts or whatever. So we decided um, there's a president we know really nothing about other than um, that he was, uh, you know, attacked by wolves. Uh, Dana Carvey, t- you know, talked about on SNL. <laughs> um, so we just said Gerald Ford because we have no idea. Okay. Um we we also talked about Teddy Roosevelt because he was just you know a absurd man in a lot of ways and could maybe have been in that vein. But um, we also talked about Gerald Ford a little bit because I know he did play college football. Um, but I got an idea of one of our more former presidents who I knew he was really good at fighting vampires and I thought maybe he was good at wrestling as well. So I said Abraham Lincoln. All and right. I plead Canadian. All right. Well, uh, one team is getting credit on this. And it, this time it is not the one who answered Roosevelt. It's the one who answered Abraham Lincoln. What? He was a college wrestler. <sighs> wow. And is in the Wrestling okay. Hall of Fame. That's insane. So I actually did know that. I just wanted to put a joke with it. I, I don't yeah. know where I heard that, but I, I heard one time. And I saw a picture like a like someone had illustrated him in like a singlet type thing. <sighs> He That's was amazing. apparently known for fighting. And so. now the great I emancipator. He, he went, I think it's Lincoln. <laughs> and I went, mm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop right into question 10 then. All right. It's kind of another follow-up. Question 10. I'd believe it. Speaking of Honest Abe, there was a 2012 movie based on a 2010 mashup novel chronicling <laughs> the adventures of our hero as he partook in what side job or hobby? <laughs> we would have had no trouble with this, though. <laughs> Well, we're locked okay. in. Okay, I think we're locked in. Yeah, <laughs> have a feeling because of uh, conversations earlier, everybody might be getting credit on this one. We'll let Taylor, <laughs> we'll let Taylor uh, start with it because I think he um, he's so, pretty excited. You know, because I know he's a really good wrestler, I figured he's probably also good at vampire hunting. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of crossover skills there, and uh, yeah, we yeah, we exactly. also said that he hunts vampires. Yeah, you are uh, both correct on that. I don't know where you pulled that from. That was a uh, Fantastic, yeah. Abraham Lincoln, the uh, popular vampire, vampire hunter there, uh, written by uh, Seth Graham Smith. Seth Graham Smith, yeah. After the first round, it looks like we have 70 over here at Punk Daffs, and the Mean Green Machine team has 50. So what kind of swing round do you have for us today, Jeremy? All right, today's swing round is in the category of, and the karaoke Grammy goes to, I'm going to give you some lyrics to 10 songs. Wait, this is a music round. Let's turn it up to 11. 11 songs okay. on the 15 top most requested karaoke songs list, according to Mental Floss. You need to give me the song and the artist for credit, since this is a swing round. Okay. And these are in no particular order from their list. Song number one. He'd had a woman then up in Saigon. I've got a picture of him in her arms now. Song number two. Ooh, what I really want to say, my baby. What I really want to say. Number three. Then every head turned with eyes that dreamed of being the one who will dance on the floor in the round. If you can't tell, I'm purposely not reading these in the right cadence, so I'm not trying to give anything away here. Number four, I can't confront you. I never could do that which might hurt you, so try and be cool. Number five, I'm heading down the Atlanta highway looking for the love getaway. Number six, up in Memphis, the music's like a heat wave. White lightning bound to drive you wild. Number seven. Lay where you're laying. Don't make a sound. I know that they're watching. Watching. Number eight. So I guess the fortune teller's right. I should have seen what was there and not some holy light. Number nine. You float like a feather in a beautiful world. I wish I was special. Number ten. The smell of wine and cheap perfume. For a smile, they can share the night. And number 11. I can't help myself. I'm acting like an animal. Now here's my scandal. I want to get you home. 
All right, we're going to take some time to go over these, and we will be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Thing done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All the answers are now locked in. Let's uh, hear these questions one more time and get the answers. All right, perfect. And uh, executive decision on this. Uh, I said since it is a swing round, I was trying to make it hard where everybody has to get the full thing to get it right. But I decided that uh, we'll do five points for artist, five points for song. Ooh, true so swing round. Great. Yeah, let it let it uh, swing a little bit that way. All right, so number one. He had a woman then up in Saigon. I've got a picture of him in her arms now. Uh, MGMT? So for this one, we didn't really know. But we uh, we decided to go with something that uh, pretty popular song, and we thought it'd be a shame if it wasn't on here. And we went with "Born to Run" by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, we had a similar well, we know, similar thought. We know uh, "Born in the USA" is uh, about Vietnam, and we figured this is this sounds like a, a boss kind of thing. So we went uh, Bruce Springsteen, but we we chose "Glory Days." Yeah, I don't miss Saigon. <laughs> no picture. <laughs> that's not that's not what we thought about. So. Well, um, I'm going to tell you right now that you mentioned the right song. So you're both going to get five points for Bruce Springsteen. But the song was Born in the USA. Oh, uh, it was uh, Born in the okay. USA. Yeah, because that song's about Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, ooh, what I really want to say, my baby. What I really want to say. Uh, MGMT. So we weren't certain at all, although I'm thinking Taylor might have just gotten it. But we decided that since Wannabe by Spice Girls wasn't apparently on this list that we would say it because it should be it should be on the list um i'll tell you what i want what i really really want is some points but we're not going to get them no we just said it was big papa by notorious (laughs) big all right also should be on this list um so if i said what i really want to say oh my baby baby. yeah oh Uh, yeah santeria santeria by sublime So no I, I just like I that don't song, practice so I'm that, okay so. with missing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sing all these, but I figured that was one of the... If, if you heard it, it's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Going into number three, then. Then every head turned with eyes that dreamed of being the one. Who will dance on the floor in the round? Uh, MGMT. You know, he was he was trifling. He, everyone thought the kid, but it wasn't his son. Um, and who would be dancing would be Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Yeah, this is a pretty iconic one. Also one that's probably too hard for most people to really try karaoke, but, you know, who am I to judge? Uh, we said uh, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. And you would both be correct. There's Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Nice. He's getting 10. All right, so number four. I can't confront you. I never could do that which might hurt you, so try and be cool. Uh, is this, a, this, was the only, this was the first one that I actually knew straight out. Um, this is uh, Say It Ain't So by Weezer. It's a real uplifting song for karaoke. 
Uh, yeah, this one I, I sing often myself, uh, Say It Ain't So by Weezer. All right. Yeah, both teams getting full credit on that one. That is Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Got a, a full bahahubble and 10 points. All right. Uh, number five. I'm heading down the Atlanta highway looking for a love getaway. Uh, this one I knew right off. This is uh, B-52's Love Shack. Uh, and you really want me to do my impression, I will, but I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of do now. We'll let them answer and then see if they... Oh, no, we're way off. Uh, We had no idea. That makes a lot of sense. We just said it was Dr. Love by Kiss. All right. No, it is definitely Love Shack by the B-52s. All right. Number six. Up in Memphis, the music's like a heat wave. White lightning bound to drive you wild. Uh, We didn't know this one for a long time. And then I thought maybe I got like like a tinge of Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. So... I had no idea. Uh, we said uh, Pleasure by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf. Paradise? Whatever it is. There, there is Pleasure Hat, I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> but he won't do that. Uh, and unfortunately, I can't give you any points on this one. This was uh, Alana Miles' Black Velvet. Oh, my fellow countrywoman. Shame on me. Never even heard of that. I've never heard of that I, either. I don't know that song at all. Who are you people? I guarantee if you heard the song, like if you if it played right now, you'd know it. Okay. It's not one of those ones I can always get like the beat in my head till I start hearing it. As soon as it starts, I know the song. Like the hmm. first two notes, you know what it is. Hmm. All right, going into number seven. Lay where you're laying. Don't make a sound. I know they're watching. Watching. So I'm pretty sure I got this one wrong, but... Uh, it was one of those things where you hear a song and for, for whatever reason, or the lyrics, I mean, and you can't not think that it's the first song that pops into your head and then you, you get stuck on it. And for some reason, I thought it was uh, I Think We're Alone Now, made popular by Tiffany, which I, I know it's a cover or whatever, but um, that's what I put. I realize now what was in my head that I was singing that was incorrect. It was it was a Scream uh, from High School Musical 3. Because uh, he goes, pushing, pushing. That's what it was in my head. Uh, anyway, um we figured this one out after a really long discussion, and uh, I was kind of surprised, actually, that this was even on the list, because you don't really see too many people doing it at karaoke, but we went uh, Get Low by Lil John and the Eastside Boys. I was going to say, it's Eastside Boys. Go. Yes. Um, unfortunately, it's not uh, Get Low. <laughs> <laughs> it is the uh, Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. Oh, oh I hate oh. that song. Yeah. Lay where you lay and don't make a sound. It sounds very creepy. All right, number eight. So I guess the fortune teller's right. I should have seen what was there and not some holy light. This one I knew right off the bat, and I'm going to be that person. And it is torn by Edna Swap, as made famous by Natalie Imbruglia. Oh, holy crap! It is. Uh, Jack yeah, screwed I, us. I did screw us. I couldn't get uh, I couldn't get the tune to Sunday Bloody Sunday out of my head, so we went that with by you too. All right, it is absolutely torn by Natalie Imbruglia. So ten points MGMT on that one. No, I'm lying naked on the nice floor. Nice job. All right, uh, number nine. You float like a feather in a beautiful world. I wish I was special. So f- special. Uh, that would be Creep by Radiohead. I was feeling f- special until that last question, but yeah, we agree. We said Creep by Radiohead. <laughs> All right, and both teams getting 10 points on that one. That is Creep by Radiohead. On uh, number 10, the smell of wine and cheap perfume for a smile they can share the night. Uh, I think both of us probably stopped at a after the first word writing it down uh that's a journey don't stop believing we had journey don't stop believing all right that'll be 10 points for both you guys again probably one of the most annoying karaoke songs ever because i don't think anybody does it sober or probably can hit the steve perry notes i would think not that either all right and then number 11 i can't help myself i'm acting like an animal now here's my scandal i want (laughs) to get you home mgmt uh double up uh uh I've uh, you could probably have done any combination of lyrics from this song because I have done this way too many times at karaoke. Uh, Somehow not surprised. Was, uh, uh, Baby got back by Sir Mix a Lot. Yes. I thought you were gonna say Baby got plaque. Um, oh <laughs> man, that would have been good. That should have been our team name. Oh, there you go. Um, we <laughs> went with because uh... I don't floss. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that on the outro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went with uh, I Like Big Butts by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, is, that, is that what you went with? Yeah, I Like Big Butts? This baby got back. Uh, yeah, that's oh, fine. Okay. So you guys will be getting five. It is Sir Mix-a-Lot and it is Baby Got Back. Uh, MGMT getting 10 on that one. After the swing round, it looks like it's 125 for MGMT and we have 120. Uh, let's just go. Uh, actually, right before we go into round two, um, Jeremy, you brought some sodas here uh, as a nice little gift. Do you want to just read off the names of these sodas? They're, they're specially flavored. 
All right. So let's see. I just kind of wanted to find some kind of crazy ones. And I think the least crazy here is one called Big Red. Big Red. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming, and then we'll find out, that it probably tastes like a cinnamon cherry or something like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try that I'm one. I'm assuming it's be like the gum. Uh, one called uh, Martian Poop by uh, Rocket Fizz, which is actually a local soda shop. Uh, it is a Marionberry flavored soda. I have no idea what that means. Okay. So we'll find out. It's uh, got a probing aftertaste. We have the uh, Butterscotch Beer by Flying Cauldron, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is a take on butter beer. Uh, non-alcoholic, so kind of like a root beer or a ginger beer. Uh, never had anything like that before, so it sounded interesting. And then the last one, which I don't even know <laughs> what this is going to taste like, but I saw it. And it's uh, Bacon Soda by Lester's Fixins. I like it. Well, All right, let's, we'll start there. Yeah, let's open one and we'll uh, we'll continue into round two with uh, these suds here. All right, so as we get into round two here, we'll crack some of these sodas. We we just opened the bacon one, and it literally tastes like liquid bacon. <laughs> I have yeah. not I've not tried it yet. So it this is, is a live on air. It, it's more in the aftertaste too. It it's has like, a pungent smell. Yeah, like like burned bacon. It tastes like yeah, burned bacon in a cast grease iron. Yeah, skillet. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, it smells like bacon and it tastes of like it's not good well on that note we now know jeff has drunk his own <laughs> let's go on to question one bear grills every weekend round number two oh. fight again question one your category is in born in the usa Ooh. living to be 98 years old what american-born painter despite what their name might lead you to believe is most well known for their paintings of new york city skyscrapers and New Mexico landscapes. Um, so my initial thought on this one was that just based on the New Mexico and based be, since she was she's based out was based out of there, uh, Georgia O'Keeffe, and because her last name kind of sounds Irish, maybe that's what you were getting at. So that's what we said. Right. That's Georgia a, O'Keeffe from you guys. That's a great guess, uh, Jeff. That and I really really good. Yeah, we we had no. Um, no uh, idea on this one so we just went with one of our favorite tv characters we went and who also is an artist we said hieronymus bosch hieronymus bosch all right um actually what we're looking for on that one was georgia o'keefe yeah as oh, soon wow. as i heard it i knew hey. it Oof. yeah great great pull there guys I, yeah I, I thought she was more well known for her um floral depictions yeah. but, which well, you may have posted about she's... in the crowd <laughs> yeah. and then i posted saying they're just flowers so, you creeps yeah, I mean, that Stace, was you. Okay, that—that's where I remember. Yeah, Stacy and I both said, "Can it just be a painting?" Yeah, well, that because, painting I, because she famously said, "They're just flowers. Get over yourselves." Yeah. Right, seriously. Well, my my mom is an art teacher, and that painting, despite all the houses we've moved to, that painting for some reason is always on the hallway wall across from my bedroom door, like in every house we've ever lived in. So growing up, I saw that painting every single day, get coming out of my room on the way to school. So with O'Keefe across the top. Uh, that specific picture I posted in the crop. Hmm. So that's the only thing I've ever known that she's uh, drawn. I didn't know she painted skyscrapers, but now I do. All right. Going into question number two, then. Category is Santeria. I see what, I see what you're, doing. you're doing here. No. <laughs> All right. You don't even need a crystal ball. The Church of Lukimi Babalu I are for practitioners of the Santeria religion an Afro-Cuban interpretation of Roman Catholicism. This church would be part of the Supreme Court case in 1992, which determined that what religious practice cannot be restricted by the state. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to lock in. I mean, I think human sacrifice would be too far. I'm pretty, sure, sac- I'm pretty sure that any any body of government could say you shouldn't sacrifice humans. A but human, but like maybe animal <laughs> would be where they're like, they can say to religion it. outweighs. Hey, it got us a podcast, so. <laughs> there was wow. a fifth member of Triviality. Yeah, I was going to say, it was Ken, Matt, Neil, Jeff, and John. <laughs> yeah, right. John is the Pete Best of Triviality, except we killed him. Uh, well, we can we can say either one of those um, that you mentioned. Um, cool with either of those. I'm kind of more inclined to say animal sacrifice than... Let's do it. All right, MGMT going with animal sacrifice. Uh, what about you guys, uh, PD? We thought maybe this had more to do with the... Um, we don't know when they changed the drinking age, but we thought maybe this had more to do with the practice of drinking alcohol as part of religious ceremonies and how they wouldn't restrict that. So, Oh, that's right. interesting. Underage drinking, basically? Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I will tell you again. One team is getting points, and it is MGMT. Ooh. It is animal sacrifice. What? Cannot wow. be restricted oh. by religion or by state for religious purposes. To each his own, I suppose. Jeff, philosophy. There you go. Socrates, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Socrates. So Excellent. Crates. I don't think the ends justify the mean, Neil. All right. Going into question number three. Your category is Billie Jean. Billie Jean King is a former world's number one tennis player and was inducted into the Tennis Hall of Fame in 1987. Throughout her incredible career, she won an astounding 39 Grand Slam tournament titles, 12 in singles, 16 in women's doubles, and 11 in mixed doubles. There are only two other women who have beat this record. Name them both. You lock in. Okay. I'm not good with tennis. Serena Williams has to be there. I'm inclined to say Serena Williams and Margaret Court. If I'm going to defer to Stacy on this yeah. one. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know too much about tennis. Uh, I know Serena Williams is probably the best ever, uh, so we put her for sure. And then I'm, I always go between Navrat Tolova and Steffi Graf, and I can never remember who won more, who had more accomplishments. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong, but we just went Navrat Tolova for the second. Well, if you had uh, combined your guys' answers... Uh, you would have gotten points, but unfortunately, uh, no points on this one. It is uh, Margaret Court with 64 and Martina Navratilova with 59. Wow. Uh. So um, uh, Margaret Court almost almost doubling, not quite. All right. Question number four in the category of Say It Ain't So. Marie Curie was a world-renowned physicist and chemist and considered a pioneer in her field. She even won two Nobel Prizes for her work. During her own research, she kept many notebooks about her findings, and researchers to this day want to spend time studying them. To do so, though, they were required to sign a waiver. Why is that? We're locked in. Right. I was going to say it's because her her things are probably highly dosed with radiation, or they have a They're still radioactive. Geiger Geiger number or something. Reading. Radioactive? Uh, Is that enough? Radioactive notebooks, basically. All right. Okay. You're lacking with radioactive? Jeff, your favorite uh, Imagine Dragon song? I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, we said radioactive. All right, 10 points going to both teams. You have to sign a waiver if you want to read her notebooks because you're likely to get cancer and die unless you're in a special suit or something because they are radioactive to this day. You're saying it's so dangerous you have to sign a waiver? Well, can't you just take anti-rad pills or whatever? Like, Why would you want to be anti-rad? You're so rad already, Taylor. It was a Fallout reference. I, I, I got it. <laughs> at, least, at least they uh, they signed a waiver before appearing on the podcast. All right, going into question number five in the category of Love Shack. While known for his prowess in schooling others in the basketball court, Shaquille O'Neal, I'm sorry, Dr. Shaquille O'Neal, went back to school after he retired from the NBA to earn his PhD from Barry University. What field did he earn his PhD in? All right, uh, we're actually locked in over here. I don't know it, but I was wondering if it's something like psychology and maybe he got yeah. into sports psychology or something like that. Yeah, I could see it being something like that. Um, I don't think they give it in trash talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Shackonomics or something like that. Shack, well, Shack's in a fool. No, Shack uh, foo. Psychology? Sure. Sure. Okay. MGMT locking with psychology. Um, I vaguely remember him getting a PhD in education. So we said education. All right. And you guys are locking in with education. And you guys will be correct in getting 10 points. It is education. Oh, nice. Nice. So after five questions in the second round, it is 140 for um, Punk Dafts. Is that what we're? Yeah. Okay. And uh, 155 for MGMT. Going into question number six in the category of Black Velvet. While he's not the only famous person to ever be painted in this style, what former rock star's image would you find painted the most on Black Velvet canvas? Usually depicting his torso and him holding a microphone. Oh, um, or Jim Morrison, maybe? I don't know anything about getting painted on velvet. I don't either. That's why I just, everyone, all, a lot of stoners have Jimi Hendrix in, in their houses, you know? I don't know. Yeah, let's, you want to go Bob Marley or do you want to go Jimi Hendrix? Your pick. We are currently debating between Jim Morrison and Freddie Mercury. I don't know. Leading towards Freddie Mercury, question mark? Yep. That's, yep. Uh, yeah? Sure. Okay. We'll lock in with Freddie Mercury. All right, MGMT locking with Freddie Mercury. Uh, punk Dafts? That's a great, great answer. That's probably right. Um, we just knew that there, a lot of people have like blankets of Jimi Hendrix painted on them and also Bob Marley. And um, we thought 
why would Jimi Hendrix have just a microphone? You'd want him to have his guitar. So we kind of just lean towards Bob Marley. Well, people who are obsessed with uh, this singer uh, generally will have a collection of Velvet Elvises. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, have you heard the term God. Velvet yeah. Elvis? Yeah, of course. Yeah, wow. Wow. Lovely. So a lot of times you see a picture of Elvis something, it's actually painted on a velvet canvas. It's a velvet Elvis. Why not suede, though? Like blue suede. Because that's for the shoes, I guess. I guess that's, that makes sense. Because it should be a, a velvis showing his pelvis. A pelvelvis. A pelvelvis? A pelvelvis. It's a scientific term. All right. Going to question number seven in the category of sex on fire. Based on the 1934 novel Tropic of Cancer by Henry Miller... What 1990 film about a love triangle between its three main characters was the first to receive the MPAA's rating of NC-17? There's some, I've read this before somewhere, and for some reason I'm like, I can't remember if it's the Sid and Nancy movie, which I can't remember if it's called Sid and Nancy, <laughs> um, or about Sid Vicious and the stabbing and all that stuff, or whether it's a, sh- a, a movie that I may have made up called Benny and June. Um, and so... I don't believe that's made up. Pretty sure that's and then my partner's really helpful because he was has a lot of knowledge about 1990, so it's uh, <clears throat> we've narrowed it down, and uh, I think we're going with Sid and Nancy, which may be a movie I just made up. All right, Sid and Nancy from MGMT, Punk Daffs. We locked in with nine and a half weeks, but I believe that was mid 80s with uh, Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger. Um, but I believe it's um, uh, Henry and June with Uma Thurman. Oh. And I just lost his points. I'm sorry. It is Henry oh, and June. Henry and June. Yep. Uh, there is a Benny and June movie too, but Henry and June is the first movie that was rated yeah. NC-17. Sorry, I figured okay. it out when I was. You, you were you were on the when track. I, when I said Benny and June, you figured it out. That's good. No, 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 Damn not it. you. Uh, when I was writing, when I was saying the answer out loud, I knew it was wrong. I was like, no. Oh. Uh, question number eight in the category of torn. While being a well-known screen and stage actor, having appeared in movies like Men in Black and in ten different Broadway plays. Rip Torn wasn't without his personal scandals. Besides an incident during the filming of the movie Maidstone in 1970, where he hit director and star Norman Mailer in the head with a hammer, in 2010 he was arrested and charged with illegally carrying a firearm, criminal trespass, and criminal mischief for breaking into what? He claimed to the police that he thought he was in his home. This is not ringing any bells for me at all. Me neither. Um, the literally the only thing I can think about Rip Torn, I'm surprised he hit him with a hammer and not a wrench. Um, uh, but uh, I have no idea what he'd be breaking into. Um, a Denny's? I don't know. <laughs> hey, you guys got any pancakes here? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something outlandish that would be like, why would a normal person have this as their house or in their home? And then he's like, no, yeah, no I like cool. shopping. I like shopping mall. <laughs> yeah. Broken down yeah, federal shop. building. So they went with shopping mall. Um, I have no idea. And I was just trying to think of where you could walk into and maybe accidentally think it's your home. So we just said he walked into an Ikea. <laughs> oh, good call. All right. Shopping mall and Ikea. Um, no, this, this story is crazy enough because I don't know how you could possibly end up inside with a gun um, and say you thought you were in your home. Uh, he broke into a bank. Oh, oh that's... Oh. Uh, oh, wow. I was going to say that as a joke answer. Uh, specifically, wow. uh, Litchfield Bank Corp in Lakeville, Lakeville, Connecticut. Huh. All right. Question number nine in the category of creep. Apparently, there are quite a few songs about creeps. The best, and you can argue with me about this, but you'd be wrong, is by The Lonely Island. While The Lonely <laughs> Island themselves are the creepers in the first two verses, what popular rapper takes over in the third verse to give us a female perspective on being a creep? I'm locked in with this one, 100%. Yeah, I love The Lonely Island. Um, I love their albums. They're produced so well. I'm almost positive it's Nicki Minaj. I think it's Nicki Minaj. Okay. I don't know why. You guys are locking up with Nicki Minaj? Yeah, we'll lock in with that. All right. Uh, MGMT? Yeah, she has a inner verse. She talks about how she used to hide in the boys' locker room and and creep on the boys while they were changing. It's a a fantastic music video if you've never seen it. Um, I love The Lonely Island, and yeah, it's Nicki Minaj is the answer. But uh, yeah, you were both correct. It's Nicki Minaj, so ten points all around. Nice. I think I think they have a huge thing about like John Waters is in that video. He has like yeah, because they talk uh, about the pencil yeah. thin mustache. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised my friend Kezia has not made me watch it if John Waters is in it. Oh, is she well, a big he's John just Waters at fan. At the beginning, yeah. 
Okay, well, I will make her watch it tomorrow. Yeah, I love John Waters. My mom, when I was a kid, um, she used to, uh, well, together we would watch Pink Flamingos all, all, you know, all the time. And uh, there's a You and your mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good. Yeah. So my mom... It's a wholesome film. Yes, it is a wholesome film. Uh, Yeah, so we... I mean, because my mom and I were huge fans of Divine, and uh, I got her some socks of Divine for Christmas. But yeah, we used to watch that movie all the time. And then when I was at University of Iowa, speaking of Taylor, uh, John Waters was there for a book tour. And uh, I went to see him and I met him. He was really nice. And I said, hey, my mom, you know, couldn't make it. Could you just talk to her on the phone for a second? And uh, he talked to her and um, he was basically like um, ripping her a new one as a joke. And I was like, hey, can you just mess with my mom? And he was like being really mean, but on, on purpose as a joke. It was really funny. And yeah, when he came here crying. for Pride, we met him. <laughs> and you, they yeah. had a whole, this church basement turned into a John Waters shrine, I will call it. And you could have little pudding cups that came out of the butt of a dog. It's oh, I love it. Awesome. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, before we get into question 10, how's that uh, big red? Oh, do you mind if I try it? No, go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. Is there, there going to be an 11th question <laughs> yeah. in this round? Uh, I'm going to pass on the big red. No, I liked it. No. Is it cinnamon? No, it's... I. No, it's like a... Is it the color red flavor? No, it's, it's like a, a cream, it's a cream soda. soda. It t- tastes like cream soda. Oh, but oh, I, I do have gotcha. the, the hint of like the spicy almost in the back end, so I think they're going for the... Uh... Like all of the red flavors in one. Yeah, that's kind of what it tastes like. It's not bad. It's not like cough syrup or anything, but it's no. I mean, it's a different. weird taste. I, yeah. It's not 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 one that I would uh, drink again, but not what I expected. Yeah. All right, going into question number ten. Don't stop believing. Believe in the shield. Believe in the shield. That chant was the popular moniker of a trio of WWE wrestlers calling themselves Surprise the Shield. For ten points, name two of the three wrestlers that were part of the Shield. For two bonus points, name the third. We're locked in. I can name some wrestlers. My biggest they, fear of coming on this podcast is always yeah. to ask a wrestling question. Sorry, guys. No, there I had agree. to be one. There doesn't have to and be one. But we've also like I've actually both David and I have asked Dan to like just give us a primer on WWE, and he told <laughs> it was, it was the greatest day of his life, and he felt like <laughs> that he had finally had a child that he could pass it on to. That's funny. Um. But none of it stayed in my brain. So now, I could I could name wrestlers because like yeah. like most people my age, I obviously played Raw versus SmackDown 2007 mm-hmm. on PlayStation 2 because it was one of the greatest video games <laughs> ever made. And so there's plenty of uh, it's actually making a resurgence on Instagram right now with memes, but it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, I could name random wrestlers, but it doesn't mean any of them yeah. are going to be part of this. And I feel like I'm going to get ripped apart on the crop by uh by just cool i'll i'll name random wrestlers and come at me i don't get um (laughs) triple h is a wrestler that i know of can't confirm okay mike cena is a wrestler (laughs) mike cena or john cena John Cena. So he's so invisible. I know him so it. well that I call him Mike. See, but you couldn't see his first name, so that yeah. I couldn't just, see him. Yeah. yeah, no, but I know him so well. I call him Mike. <laughs> Mike's Mike Cena. Mike <laughs> he's Cena. actually someone famous, so that's funny. That's John. Is um, not as not a successful Michael brother. Pena. He beat me to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, let's, let's just go with uh, let's go, let's go Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, oh, sure. Is that the, are they in the same era? Because I was like no. the Undertaker, no, but I have no, no idea. No, they're not. The and that's why I wanted to throw that in there. Okay. No Goldberg. Sure. Well, I was gonna say uh, I was gonna throw in Randy Orton just because he's also a meme. Sure, but... I like it. That one came I've out of nowhere. I've never heard of that person in my life. <laughs> uh, so Randy Orton instead of Mike's Cena. Yeah. All right, team. Uh... Punk Daffs. Okay. Uh, Colleen will laugh at me because I absolutely hate Randy Orton's entrance music and I hate that he goes on the top rope and does this because it's so stupid. <laughs> anyway. Um, Audio media. I was going to say because people can see us right now. Yeah, he now. basically, he like leans back like he smelled yeah. a fart and he doesn't want to smell it. That's what he does. Anyway. Um, so the shield is made up of uh, Dean Ambrose, who is now in AEW. Uh, Roman Reigns, cousin to The Rock or uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And uh, one of my favorite wrestlers uh, from uh, Moline, Seth Rollins. Roll- oh, my God. Seth Rollins. Why am I saying Rollins? Like Lou Rollins. Lou Rollins. Sorry, Seth Rollins. Yeah. All right. Seth Rollins. Moline, Illinois? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
So Punk Daft's picking up 12 points on that one. Got the uh, t- the 10 and the two bonus points for naming all wow. three. And after regulation, uh, the score is very, very tight. MGMT has 165, and we over here have 162. So let's hear those final five categories. All right, your categories going into the final round are Baby Got Back, Someone Like You, Like a Prayer, I Love Rock and Roll, and Summer Nights. All the wagers are now locked in, so let's hear these questions, Jeremy. All right, getting into the final round with question number one, Baby Got Back. A vertebrate is a generic name given to any living creature that has a backbone or spinal column. But let's focus on humans for this one. Within one, how many vertebrae will you find in a normal human spinal column? Question number two, someone like you. The term podcast is a portmanteau of the words iPod and broadcast and was coined by the Guardian journalist Ben Hammersley while doing an article about the iPodder RSS reader program created by MTV VJ Adam Curry and software developer Dave Winter. In what year did Apple themselves finally embrace the term podcast and add it to their version 4.9 release of iTunes? Within one year. Question number three. Like a prayer. In a famous football play now known as the Immaculate Reception, Steelers QB Terry Bradshaw threw a pass that bounced off a defender's helmet and landed in the hands of fullback Franco Harris. Harris then ran the ball in for a touchdown to take the lead with five seconds left in the game. What team did the Steelers beat with the help of the Immaculate Reception in that 1972 AFC game, kicking off a bitter rivalry between the two teams? And a shout out to uh, Jeff Bim from RMT Trivia here in the Chicago area for throwing that one at me. All right, number four in the category of I Love Rock and Roll. Rolling Rock beer and its iconic green bottles were created in 1939 by the Latrobe Brewing Company. There is a number that appears on every bottle and has been a source of many urban legends surrounding the beer. The number really stands for three things that are confirmed. The temperature at which it is brewed, the number of words in their slogan that's also printed on every bottle, and the number of letters in its ingredients list. What is that number? And uh, question number five in the category of Summer Nights. Bobby Knight, who has a lifetime win-loss record of 902 to 371, is probably best known as being head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers from 1971 to 2000. While he spent most of his career at Indiana, he has also coached two other teams, one from 1965 to 1971 and the other from 2001 to 2008. Name both of those teams. Okay, uh, those are all the questions. We're going to take some time and we will be right back. Okay, all of the answers are locked in. And before we hear those answers, just want to thank uh, everyone in this room, uh, Jeremy, Stacy, and Taylor, for all being Patreon supporters, all at different levels. We really appreciate that. And we appreciate all the support our patrons give us. If you'd like to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, get some great perks like stickers, boxes, posters, and more, and support the show uh, either there or go to our uh, t-shirt purveyor inkedinscreen.com and get some merchandise as well but thank you to everyone in this room for supporting the show and if you would like to join them patreon.com slash triviality podcast and on that note jeremy let's hear those questions one more time and we'll give our answers all right question one within one how many vertebrae will you find in a normal human spinal column we'll start over here um just because we're going 20 all the way down so all of our answers are going to be worth 20 points jeff and i uh rubbed each other's backs um, we realize we both don't have a backbone. I was going to say that's when Neil found out we don't have a... <laughs> yeah, so we do not have a backbone. Um, we did not have Guillermo del Toro's devil's backbone, but we just took a guess and uh, went with the goat, 23. All right, 23 over here. How about you guys? All right, we went a little higher, and it might even be a little off, but we were kind of within a couple, and we weren't sure, so we went in the middle, and we said what well, we said, 27. 27, okay. And we've said 20 all the way down as well. Ooh, all right. Well, the answer to that one is both a little low in that it is 33. Whoa. Ah, see, Scotty Pippen always uh, with the assist there. 24 pre-sacral, uh, five fused sacral, and four frequently used coccygeal vertebrae in the Cossacks. All right. Number two. In what year did Apple themselves finally embrace the term podcast and add it to their version 4.9 release of iTunes? I remember it being pretty early. I feel like I was in... Maybe high school still, right about the time I got my iPod color or video or whatever they were. 
right? So um, I was still using a Walkman in 2004 in Iowa, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, no, I was downloading Happy Tree Friends, uh, and I was pretty sure they were calling them podcasts at the time. And I feel like that was like 0405. We thought maybe it was a little earlier, so we hedged our bets. We said 2004. Now that you say version 4.0, I'm a little bit more better with our. We knew it came out in 2000, like the iPod came out in like early 2000, 2003 ish. And giving it a little bit of room, we said 2007. All right, so 2007 from MGMT and 2004 from uh, Punk Daffs. Uh, we're looking at 2005 was the year that the podcast came out on iTunes. So uh, Punk Daffs are getting one or getting 20 points for that one. All right, question number three: Like a prayer. What team did the Steelers beat with the help of the Immaculate Reception in that 1972 AFC game? Um, we're not too sure who they were playing, but when I hear rival of Steelers, I immediately go to the Browns. So that's what we went with. Okay. And we also said the Cleveland Browns. All right. Both teams coming up with the Browns. Unfortunately, uh, the team they were playing on that game was the Oakland Raiders. Oh, okay. All right. Question number four. I love rock and roll. Rolling Rock beer and its iconic green bottles were created in 1939 by the Latrobe Brewing Company. There is a number that appears on every bottle and has been the source of many urban legends surrounding the beer. What is that number? Yep. Um, 20 points again. Uh, Jeff and I weren't really sure, so we thought about an address that uh, Vanilla Ice likes, and he yells in uh, Ice Ice Baby, and we said 808 Detroit Avenue. <laughs> I'll take this one because I don't want to oh, take I, the next well, one. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, no, you take it. You actually knew the answer. I'm just well, not going to talk. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I've had, had a few of these in my in my life. Uh, I didn't know what that number was for because it's printed on the side of the bottle. I looked it up. No one really knows. Uh, there's, yeah, like you said, a lot of a lot of mystery about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I believe the number is 33, which I think is kind of funny. You can you include the same number twice in the in the final round as answers. But. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, that was not planned when I wrote these. I noticed it right before the game. I'm like, eh, oh, well. But uh, actually, yeah, you're correct. The answer is 33. We're going down in a blaze of glory, Jeff. In a, in a blaze of three points, maybe. Unless yeah. you guys got this last one right. <laughs> All right. So coming down to the last question. Question five, the category of Summer Nights. Bobby Knight, who has a lifetime win-loss record of 902 to 371, is probably best known as being the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers from 1971 to 2000. While he spent most of his career at Indiana, he also coached two other teams, one from 1965 to 1971 and the other from 2001 to 2008. Name both of those teams. For some reason, I thought the one te- both teams that he's coached, or at least two of them, were red, and uh, all the New Mexico talk had me. For- I-, I knew it was like in the southwest somewhere, but we said New Mexico State and Cal State, which I believe are both incorrect. All right. And uh, the only one I knew for sure, sh- well, I think I know for sure. Actually, I don't know. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure he coached at Texas Tech. Um, and then we just went on a limb, and I'm pretty sure it's wrong, but I uh, guessed Kansas as well. Okay. So he definitely coached at Texas Tech. You were correct on that one. Unfortunately, the other team he coached at was the Army. He coached for the Army team. Hmm. All right. Good for you, Bobby Knight. That is going to be it for the game. It looks like the, the closest game we've ever had. One of the closest games. I will take full responsibility for losing this for us, Jeff, because if I would have correctly put Baby Got Back, we would have won by a point. I, I mean, think. if I if I didn't screw up Natalie and Brulia's tour, and I think we're about even on this, okay. this loss. That sounds Neil. good. Uh, so we had 102, but uh, today's cream of the crop are the uh, Mean Green uh, Machine team. That is uh, with 105. That is Taylor and Stacy. I am the queen. Good job, guys. We're the cream of the crop. Oh. Cue the Randy Savage line. That's right. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah, brother. Great game. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. That's uh, yeah. That was Hulk Hogan. That's okay. He said brother sometimes. Um, Jeremy, thank you very much for writing this game. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a great game. Really good questions all across the board. Um, you said people can find you on Thursdays at uh, Village Pub or Tipsters. Yeah, Thursdays at Tipsters Village Pub in North Riverside, uh, eight o'clock signups, and then randomly throughout the area at other liquid courage shows either as a patron or uh filling in as a host sweet uh well people can also i'm sure talk to you in the crop you're in there uh commenting a lot so thank you very much for coming today and for your patreon support um taylor thank you very much for hanging out with us today and supporting us on patreon any final words or uh, medical advice you'd like to give us <laughs> well i don't know about much medical advice uh 
cover your mouths. Um, don't get sick. That's my medical advice. <laughs> uh, when you when you cough, that is, uh, cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze. Um, also, floss. It's important. Uh, some of, some of the other contestants on the show might might uh, <laughs> benefit from that that advice. Uh, other than that, uh, nothing to plug. Just um, happy to be here and and happy to uh, to share the word about you guys. Um, I actually just had a friend last week Facebook message me saying she'd listened to the the episodes that I'd posted about and that she this was like her new favorite podcast. So awesome. um, it's it's getting out there. So oh well, thank you very much. What's her name? Uh, I don't think she's in any of the groups, but her name's uh, Murphy. Murphy. Awesome. Well, if you're listening, thank you very much for listening to the show uh, and uh, for spreading the word. We appreciate it. And thanks, Taylor. Mm -hmm. And uh, Stacy, um, thank you very much for joining us. Both of you had filled in last minute, but uh, I know we had been talking for a while and uh, you came through today. We appreciate it. We always love having you. Uh, anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, I'll do a couple shout outs. Shout out to Butt Soup Trivia Collective and uh, Dab Jesus. Um, and anyone that I saw at uh, Geek Bowl, it was really nice seeing you guys. Yeah, it was very heavenly seeing you dressed as Jesus and rolling around on a hoverboard. So, hey, yeah. dreams can come true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much uh, for always being a, a great sport and, and joining us. Uh, and for everyone here for uh, supporting us on Patreon, we appreciate it. Uh, best of luck to matt and ken at the uh private eyes hollow notes uh convention we hope you have a good time for jeremy <laughs> stacy taylor jeff and myself uh that was triviality but every canadian will know what the tickle trunk is i can guarantee you i am going to buy this three dvd set of the tickle trunk oh wait sorry that's the adult <laughs> film hold on no here it is All right. <laughs>